0: Okay, we're back here on Combat Sports Podcast, myself, Josh Masterson, yo, and today we've got Gary Bell from Contender Gym. Um, Gary, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi guys, just want to uh, thank you for letting me on your podcast. Uh, I listened to your, your last one and it was great. So yeah, my name's Gary Bell, you. I own uh, Contender Gym, I own Contender Promotions. And uh, I do work with WS Fight Management. And also, I've just started a new business called Jab Cross Hoop, which is a a card game, combat card game.
2: Awesome stuff. Speaking about your promotions, what uh, promotions do you currently run?
1: Uh, I run Contender Promotions Fight Federation. I've been doing that since 2009. And I've promoted, with with Contender, I've promoted uh, 36 events. Uh, I've done about 40 events in total or more. I've done a couple of events with other people wow. called promotions like David Weald and Anthony Franklin, so, and I've, I've also, uh, held some fight star hunts. I've done one in Holland at the Vostium, and i also done one in Dublin and Ireland, and then what we've done with them, we scoured the fighters, and we actually, uh, brought them over to England to, to fight. Oh, that's awesome. Uh,
2: um, oh nice. going to say, is that just mainly around your area, but clearly not? Is that where you
1: started mostly, though? Uh, what do you mean, with, with the, the fight star hunt? you mean?
2: Yeah, where about, like, your promotions, would you mainly say it's from where you're from, or you did you start? Uh, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's mainly, mainly where, where we're from, we, we ran it, I think it was in 2014 or thirteen. one of them. I'd run a, a World 4-man tournament, so I'd run one in my area, we'd done one in America. Like a co promotion where four American guys had, had, had fought, and uh, one of them had, had won, but we never ever done the, the, the finale on it. Uh, we were supposed to, we had a planned the finale in Bradford Casino inside the casino. But oh, well, I mean, that sounds awesome! Uh, Shame it, that I didn't, a, go a few ahead. Things happened and didn't go ahead, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, damn, that's uh, great, that's 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 amazing, actually. Um, you've done 40 certify, so you think around about 40. Um, let's talk about your um wfs the fight management that you're running is that in, in the uk uh
1: it's called world, world sports fight management uh, okay and it's uh it's run by a, a guy in uh brazil called uh john and uh, basically i mm-hmm. started up my contender promotions fight management and uh, i'd signed a few fighters but obviously covid struck and i was talking to this guy it's been a few years now and he'd always ask me about MMA fighters, trying to get these guys, these guys. I'd sent him a, f- a few guys over, but I, I told him, like, basically my, my strongest area in in the game or I'm more, i have more contacts with is striking. Uh, and then it was a few months back, he, he'd messaged me. and said, oh, look, I want to get you involved, Gary, in uh, the management company and get you to run it within the UK and and signs of fighters. And, but he's, he's connected all over. He's got, uh, he works with, like, One Championship and Kung Lung like lots of Asian promotions he works with like some of the big ones it could be really really good for the for the UK guys
2: yeah that's awesome yeah getting them out there more isn't it
1: yeah yeah so uh, so yeah so actually I was going to run the contender fight management uh, and build that but like I I like this guy and I like the way he works and he's uh, he's easy he's easy to work with and it's, yeah, it's just going to be a winner it just makes a it winner, easier yeah.
2: instead of doing everything on your own as well doesn't it it's like yeah. if you want to set someone up it's like oh do you mind yeah. sorting this while I do another one yeah 100% yeah. that's it well, yeah, I, have
1: a lot, I have a lot of connected as
2: well
1: I, I spin a lot of plates anyway with all the other shit I do business wise
0: yeah that's good good to stay connected as well obviously
1: <laughs> yeah right
2: just going on to your probably fight career obviously you fought before you as a coach what um? Yeah. did you start in and
1: what year did you start fighting Oh, Well, when we when I first started training uh, martial arts, we I was young. I was about seven year old, and we used to we didn't really have much money as kids growing up. We used we used to like sneak in our local like it was a community center. We'd sneak in there do like training in classes. Didn't matter whether it was judo, karate, kung fu. Uh, I didn't really I did I didn't really get into kickboxing until I was a, a bit older. To be honest, like in my in, in my teens, I would say. Uh, but it's we obvious. competed in karate when we were younger we had we had a couple of karate competitions uh and then then we started in the taekwondo we, we'd done that and then i went into kickboxing i went in there like the full contact kickboxing yeah uh we fought there done like mat fights and 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 uh ring fights and then also then i'd also went into like uh but training thai boxing and, and like mma like a gym and i was training at that time i was training around uh, like a lot of different gyms because. I used to watch the K one and that was my favorite the the style of it, but there was nothing there was not no K one at all really. Nice.
2: No, uh, around what you base your gym on isn't it? It's K one and Muay Thai if I'm not wrong.
1: Yeah, like the more the Dutch style, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. But yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd fought fought in uh, like you say we'd fought in the karate when we were kids and then we'd done the kickbox and mat comps mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then we'd done obviously ring ring fights and uh, I'd won a British title in 2012. Uh, and then I, I sort of retired. I had shoulder injuries. My shoulders kept dislocating. I actually came out of retirement actually to do a fight. It was, I might been about five or six years ago now. And my, I knew my shoulder was dodgy. And at the, on the day they were like, oh, I like it's changing the rules a bit, and it was like clinching. I knew that that clinching of sometimes the upward motion was was not right for my shoulder. And uh,
2: movement and it's, it's gone. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: And anyway, that that that's exactly what happened. <laughs> my shoulder got fucked again. So, yeah. That that's the only reason I'd probably still fight now, to be honest. But it's yeah. the shoulder injury that's the worst injuries I've ever had as a, as as a fighter, or even just in training in general. It's been the longest one to recover from.
2: Yeah, man. Like, it always sucks, just like little things like that. Wow. Which, yeah, but at least at the end of the day, you can still progress your um your fighters yourself, can't you, and get them to where you probably wanted to be yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, because. Uh, like not do I mean like there's, there's miles more opportunities now as well when I was uh doing it when I was younger like even some of the coaches out they didn't like you probably like so you guys don't have used did. we were just like training on like a wooden floor there was no like no mats there was like some some gyms there was no, no pads or like even boxing bags you were just like hitting each other with like random little gloves and stuff making or,
2: use of what you had
1: <laughs> yeah make, making use of what you had and like when I even see my gym now and other guys who I know have got gyms like it's it's amazing because I I'd love to have trained in something like I've built even myself, yeah. Because it's like just just another level of, of training. That's why I think now in the sport, like people have got so much more better facilities to train and to be like a real professional, like fighter or, or even even a real world class top amateur. There's totally different, I think. Yeah. I think the co the coaching yeah. the coaching's different as well. Uh, Because when I obviously like say I used to fight for a guy, and some of it was just like oh yeah, just hit him as hard as you can, like, and then that never always worked, did it? No. (laughs) And then you'd you'd, you'd end up like in a massive brawl, just going crazy.
2: Oh.
1: When um,
0: when you so you say you started in sort of like things like karate and all that. Um, how did you find moving from that like karate and taekwondo and stuff into full contact boxing? Did you you know how did you find that transition?
1: Yeah, so, so basically I was when I'd done the cry and stuff, uh I was always quite good in in, in most of the, the gyms I was at to be honest. I was always quite good. But then when I when i went to kickboxing the first time, I won't lie, I got my fucking head punched all over. I like I, you just can't even you can't even compare <laughs> yeah. the difference between the the, the semi-contact and, and the full like you went in there and there was like yeah. like g- <laughs> girls punching my head in and I'm like cowered up in a ball like, like legging the air near the wall and thinking fuck I just want to go home <laughs> time I, I playing I kept going I kept going back but yeah it, it, it was a total it was totally different and uh, even though your kicks and stuff were good it was it was the hands the hands were different when someone was boxing you like yeah. that it was like fuck. it was like that's
0: that's what i was gonna say the definitely when you do things like that you're you're striking i mean not so much with the the boxing but your kicks and everything your form is really good but it's just knowing how to use it so when you get into that pressure tested kind of environment of you know fighting stand-up kickboxers full contact it's so different but if you can adapt to that i mean yeah yeah it was it was it was crazy I, i remember
1: like I remember sparring with one lad One time in there And he was only like 60kg Probably not even that And I remember when he hit me And he, I was fucking seeing all these Just seeing stars all floating around me he had like birds and stuff And I was like You I've know experienced this Because <laughs> you, know experience you were never it, When the gyms I went to we Were never like The sparring was never It was never like that Know what I mean Like it was never like so like Full on like And, and then, you, then you go to like Like you see, You go to a place where the fight Full contact And it's just like a normal thing Like it's like going to my gym now, it's just like a normal. But the sparring's hard in our gym. It's just was just a normal normal, normal thing to to happen now.
2: Just um, previously we had a conversation on one of our other podcasts about um, like the levels of sparring. Would you agree as a coach that obviously like going forty percent to eighty percent? What would you say to your students? Like understanding, like obviously the power doing... And how hard they're hitting them. Do you trust your guys to do that, or do you feel like you have to step in sometimes? To C-
1: certain guys, I always find the the beginners are the worst because you're like, oh, let's we'll just play about. When you're telling everyone, but it's like playing about, working on technique, and they'll just like do like a massive hair maker. like you you guys train yourself so you're probably experienced or, or they'll just like kick you as hard as they can Yeah, there's always <laughs> and a you're like, and you're Yeah,
2: where they like calm down Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, But yeah, in our gym I'd say we, we mix it up a lot we, we do do a lot of play sparring I'd say uh, from the Thai style it's, which is more, more more the technique I would say where, where the guys are learning more in the sparring uh, I, would, I would say when, when, when we're doing that I would say it's about yeah, forty, fifty percent, and then sometimes like when the K one guys get in, get in, get in say, say, it's a little bit faster. So the same, we go a little bit harder sometimes. But uh, hard sparring for me is fine. It's only when they're the same level and same weight. I think that's fine. Yeah, hundred. I think if somebody's if somebody's huge, a huge difference to somebody else and a huge level, then it's 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 not it's not good, and it's not good to take all in blows constant either. But I, I do believe you need hard sparring in the training camp. I'm not saying all the time, but you do need hard sparring. Yeah,
0: to, to, to yeah you need your that body. pressure. You need that testing.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, um, you go back to yeah, how I was when I was a kid, and you, don't, you, you think, fuck, what's this guy doing here? they like, coming at me like this.
2: So it has his advantages. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, let, let's talk about your um, jab cross hook then. Tell us about that.
1: So as you guys know, we're obviously COVID messing everything up with a uh, business wise. So basically, actually, guys, I'll, I'll tell you the, the story first. So I had I had a show in Newcastle plan, contender promotions. It was actually it was actually sold out. I was actually I, I was needing tickets back. There was even like guys pulling out the fight. But at this time, I was sort of glad because I was getting the tickets back, and more people wanted them. And I also had a show in Doncaster plan at a uh, Doncaster Dome. That was in Maine. They were both selling really well. Anyway, uh, the the show got cancelled with, obviously, the government restrictions. But I, I hung out as long as I could for two days. It was like two days before the event when we'd actually pulled mm-hmm. the plug completely. Because even the, the guy who owned the venue, he was like panicking because he knew he was going to lose money from the yeah. venue. And he was like, oh, look, we'll still go ahead. And some of the fighters pulled away anyway. But some of the fighters were like, oh, look, we'll, we'll do it. So we were limiting the tickets and the capacity that were coming in. And we were going to run with it, but... Because obviously I'd spent money on the show as well, advertising and mm. promoting it and stuff. So we I end up losing that money anyway, and the one-on thingy. And then, I think it was two weeks after that, then my gym got closed. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do now? So I, got, I was like, at home and I was saying, what can I do to make money? To make some money? And I was thinking of like mad ideas. Uh, anyway... I woke up in the middle of the night one night, and I, I was thinking of this game Jab Cross Hook, and I was thinking, how is it going to work? Anyway, I got my phone and I put the note in down, and I, I got up the next day, and I was still thinking about it. So what I had done, I made a a sample of of the game, and originally it just worked like Jab Cross Hook, like Jab Beach Cross Cross Beach Hook, Hook Beach Jab. Yes. It just worked like that, and I, and I played it with my kids, and it was it was a bit it was good, but it was it, there was something missing, so. I started playing around more, and I added other cards in within the game. And uh, I play tested a bit more, even with my kids. And I made some sample ones-up sample packs, and I'd give it to like some friends friends and family people I knew. And I was like, look, play this, these are the rules, and let me know what you think. And I got some good and bad feedback back, and then I rejigged things around a bit. But I was non-stop working on it even from then. Uh, and then we'd, we came up with the rules, which which we have now. And then also actually, I actually got involved in the game. I got, is, these are like special cards within the game, but this it's not like trumps the game when I say this. People think it's like trumps, but it's not. I got uh, Andy Sauer as a, a counter punch card and also Ernesto Hoosty as a counterpunch card with, within the game. Nice. Uh, and now the, the game actually took a full year to make. It It was like up until only last week, I think it was five or six days ago, my game actually arrived. Uh, we'd ordered like a thousand packs, but right, to get manufactured and now. Now the game's now going to be on. It's going to be for sale on Amazon Prime, and I've had loads of like game game shops wanting to to stock the product as well, like to stock the game. But wow. we're doing the working on. So awesome, man, like, really that.
2: Yeah. one little idea in your head while sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: great. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you have to turn them into reality, don't you? We all have ideas, but unless you uh, execute on them, then just it end up being an idea forever done, and you wish, and then you think, I wonder if I ever done that.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's awesome. So, um go, um, go over some of the rules of the uh, of the game. Yeah, so it gives people an idea of what they're looking into. Yes.
1: Yeah, so basically, you have the pack of cards. There's 61 cards in the in the deck, and within that deck, there's two rule cards, a versus card, and then there's seven red jab cards, seven blue, and then there's seven hook cards and seven hook uh, seven red, like the same. And then obviously with uh so you've got all them cards are the same as seven. And then you've got two punch cards in each deck, and you've got one total knockout card in each deck. Also, you've got a versus card, so to play the game, you would get the cards out of the deck, you put the versus card down, which is red and blue on either side, or it's alternative, however you want to do it. You'd, you'd shuffle your deck, your red deck and your blue deck, you'd shuffle them, you count seven cards out each, and then you'd put your deck down, the other person would put his deck down, but also... There's KO cards in, in here. So you have KO cards, they're placed to the side. So basically, when, to win a round, you have to win three KO cards. But it's the, how to win the game, it's the first person to win three fights. So I know it's all a bit confusing. It is really easy nah, to play Honestly, I
2: get that. That's cool. So basically, yeah. it's like, you're jabbing someone. You jab someone, and the next thing you know, you could get a KO on them, or they could come back at you.
1: No, 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 no. no. So basically, it works like yes. So basically, if I put a jab down and you put a cross down, jab beats cross, so I'll get a KO card. Right. If you then, yep. But if you put a cross down, and I put a jab down, jab beats cross, cross beats hook, hook beats jab. That, that that's how the game works. And then basically, if you put a jab, cross, or a hook down, where I put a counter punch card down, I will then steal your counterpunch card, you've got, not the counterpunch card off the deck, the counterpunch card only your opponent's got, because you're countering their punch. So you would steal layers. Uh, so the first person to win... I see, that's very, very clever.
2: That is, yeah. No, I wouldn't even thought that. No, that's good. <laughs> the,
1: the, the, the first person to win three KO cards wins the round, but on every KO card, it's got like little quotes on them, like you might say, perfect KO, or pick your teeth up, or I'm the best. And you have to read that out to your opponents. When you're playing, both, like it's jab, cross, hook at the same time, and then you place your card down. But also, what you've got as well within the fight, you've, there's one card in each deck, and it's called the TKO card, like the total knockout. If you put that total knockout card down at any time when you've got one, that wins that fight instantly. But you can't use it again for the rest of the, the, the fights. You can't use it. You have to put it underneath. Your your side of the the versus card. So if it was a red card, you'd slide it under the red side. Then you know your opponent still might have that when he shuffles your deck. Because every time you win the round, you have to reshuffle your deck. But that total the total knockout card has to stay under that versus card for the until one person wins the three fights to win.
2: Yeah, now very well thought of. Right, I, yeah. I do love it, So yeah, it's
1: it, it, it's 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 simple to play, and but uh, it's good. It's dead. It's dead fast. It's really a fast game.
0: No, and it's quite good as well, especially if you're a boxing enthusiast or anything yeah. like that. You know, that's a, that's a that's a brilliant little game, isn't it, to have all your friends around or something like that. That's I've actually really made a great
1: version of it <laughs> but I haven't brought it out yet.
0: I can imagine yeah, it. Tra-
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more for you guys, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's uh, it's always great to see more ideas become. Uh, businesses and then you know see that flourish Um, so when 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 did you say that was coming out on amazon
1: uh it's well it's it's actually all everything's been approved my account on amazon and basically what i've done i've become i put the product on as like an official amazon prime product so it's going to be sold worldwide with that such and everything's free delivery uh with the way the way it's going to be and i would say i would say like maybe it's the end of like maybe it's next week It'll be on Amazon Prime, like ready to buy and, and and everything. You can actually buy the game now, though. The game's available now at my my Jab Cross Hook website, which is www.jabcrosshook.co.uk, dot uk, and that's just available now to buy. How much for uh, Just pay pay for PayPal.
2: How much is it?
1: Uh, the game's £11.99.
2: Just can't go wrong, bargain.
1: Well, honestly, it is it? It is a good little game. It's it's a family game, and it. Uh, it's age seven plus that the game can be uh, that the game can be for. So but... It's the
2: prime age to obviously set the kids up at seven years old to play a card game and not actually hit each other so well thought of.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, thanks guys. But yeah, ho- hopefully it's big so my aim is to get it in there's definitely a place for it in the in the, the, the toy shops there's de- like in Smith's and stuff like that. It's definitely a... been in there before COVID and even as like as Christmas time and stuff and I was looking about as like at Christmas time obviously when I was making the, the game and stuff and I, I could see on the shelf that there was definitely a spot for it and that actually my game was supposed to be arriving in December and with all COVID and uh, the the shipping and stuff like that all messed up and it didn't actually arrive till like like March like you say yeah it's been a it's been a full year
2: absolute nightmare isn't it just COVID getting in the way oh, of everything crazy man. but not long now what we got um Two weeks and sort of back to normal. Well, I'm back to work anyway. Um, oh, I see that you do a lot of stuff for mental health as well in the uh, martial arts world. Um, I saw you obviously had some sad news as well um, yeah. a couple of weeks back. Um, do you want to tell us what you do with the uh, mental health side of things?
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, a few weeks back we lost a well, I lost a really good good friend and, and fighter from Contender. Uh, he, he suffered with mental health issues and obviously with, with gyms being closed and stuff like that it didn't didn't really help. Uh but yeah, I I always try and push positive messages out on, on social media and like all the time and I'm, I'm I'm big on helping mental health and uh in fact me and my brother are actually starting up a a little clo- clothing business that's gonna to be help help mental health. So it'll be more, more coming out on that. It's called brand's called mental. So mental what's so called like mental but men- mental
2: yeah no so, that's good and um, that's it, especially with um what we're doing here as well when we get a bit um get a bit more sorted together we're going to obviously get a um go fund page as well going towards mental health because it is a massive thing especially oh, yeah. in this day and age
1: yeah you just you just never know you just never know never know suffering that's the that's the thing sometimes the people with their biggest smiles and uh brightest eyes they're the ones who are, are suffering the most
2: yeah exactly putting a front on and this is why we try and say always trying to speak to who you can well who you can trust anyway because yeah definitely yeah. yeah don't let it build up
1: definitely mate. yeah p- people just need to speak out to the friends don't the, they? Or, or the friends if they can notice something or talk and helps a lot
0: i think um yeah speaking i mean definitely uh, i think we can all say that you know with covid uh, people having to stay in their houses, not being able to go out to the gym. Like for some you know, for some people they don't have the space. It's not even just that, but it's just the environment of training is not the same at home. And um yeah. obviously like for me, uh training, martial arts, all that sort of stuff, you know, going going to a uh, a gym or no to class uh, that that's a you know, those are big steps towards positive mental world, well for me anyway. So, obviously, like, during COVID, where people have had to stay home and they, they haven't been able to train or, you know, go and socialise, especially in that kind of environment as well, it's been really hard. So, it's obviously, it's just one of those things that, obviously, we need to keep a check on. But uh, I would definitely say for me, and I imagine for you as well, Gary, that, you know, martial arts is, is a great positive for your mental health.
1: Massively, mate. Massively. Mars- martial arts is, like, God, I don't even know where I'd be if I didn't find martial arts in my life.
2: Yeah, it's sad. And, um, Sorry, go on, Alex. For you as well, Josh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
0: it's not I was yeah, just yeah.
2: about to yeah. capitalise on that. Yeah, basically, like it's all well and good, like closing the gyms and that, but they don't realise what a massive effect it's actually had and like, it's just taken away from you. I mean, even in the winter when you can't even go out and train like, properly because it's just too cold and then, as you say, there's no space indoors for it. It's just, yeah, as soon as it opens again, uh, I think everyone will be feeling a lot better.
1: Yeah, it's like you say, it's not long now, is it? Uh, two weeks, two weeks as so. well.
2: Uh, did I see correctly that you're um, going to be starting your classes in two weeks, like for uh, combat classes? Well,
1: hopefully. We haven't heard nothing else saying different, so yeah, cause at my, the moment I,
2: it's... I don't think mine are going to be doing the combat classes yet. I know they're opening the gym, but I've not had any uh, information on that as of yet
1: yeah until i find out anything different like i'm scheduled to to get my gym open as fast as possible uh me we've been closed like i go every year now so and and people really need the gym so i'm i'm hoping that we do get the the green light and it's going to go ahead but as far as i know like i haven't heard nothing nothing else and you would think something would have came out now with Two, two weeks to go. That yeah. if you can't do indoor yeah. classes or whatever, it'd have been said.
2: Five weeks, didn't they? That they give updates, especially on the uh, this sort of thing, especially with the contacts and that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you got any um big plans? Uh, you know, for coming back in out of lockdown, back into doing classes. You got any ideas or anything that you're gonna do differently, maybe, or you just excited to get back to it?
1: Uh, no, no, yeah, but <laughs> it's always good. I, I always think it's good when you have a. Like when when you have a business, I always think it's good when you have like things that turn upside down and, and fuck up. I think it gives you like a new way and a new like a new way of doing things and it gives you new ideas. And that that's what I like about that's what I like about business. I like I like that challenge. So like when things fuck up, even though it's like a total nightmare at the time, it gives you like a like a new challenge to either try something different or do things different because the end. I think change is good as well. I think you can keep doing things the same way. And you just end up, you don't get no no further forward. And I think, like now with having this time to reflect of like what really happened and what 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 it's done to me personally and my business, but it's how I come out of it that's going to be the difference. And yeah, I think it's going to make me a better businessman. And I've already got other things in the pipeline that I've been working on and, and been doing. So uh, for for me, um, all this lockdown, I've just put a positive on it. Like again, I've just made new business in. In a year, exactly. and I've yeah. got no, I've got no gaming experience at all, none, none whatsoever. And I'm still pushing and working now in what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, God, God knows where, where it can take me or how successful it can be. Well, that's great because from a, you know an unprecedented
0: like phenomenon like COVID, but you've you've had to shut down your business for a bit, put it on the background, and then kind of reevaluate what you could <laughs> do, you know, what ideas you, you could come up with. During lockdown, you came up with this jab cross hook, and you know, obviously, everything is still going to be going as soon as everything runs back up, you're going to have your business there. But now, like, you've had yeah. that time to reflect and you know, kind of think, you know, what else can we do? What what could I do? Uh, what else could I bring to the table? Do you know what I mean? And you're right, I guess, in, in things like business and anything, like that, you get kind of stuck in a rut, don't you? you get stuck in the you know, formulate yeah. kind of avenue, and uh, things like this, this like speed bumps has made you think, oh, hold on, what else can I yeah. do? You know, how else can I? generate revenue and you know keep my business running and stuff so yeah that's that's really great
1: because it's hard sometimes when you run a business uh, uh, things can be like get routiney and it's only when things fuck up is like when you're like if your business is going well like for months and months but i always find businesses up and down up and down it's like i always say it's like having a, it's been on a roller coaster it's like never it's never the same In no months the same but you can get times like if you're lucky sometimes where it's a sale like you the it's it's just like like a straight like flat nice ride, but then when you do get the big bumps that's when a lot of people like really panic but I think it's good that things in in business I think it's good that things uh can mess up and I think sometimes even when even you when you make mistakes yourself like you know when you try something in your business like oh fuck that never worked like I've done loads of times and like I've lost money and whatever and or yeah. members just from doing mad stuff like in business but then Unless you don't try, you're never going to know. Exactly. And I, I, I just think try it and just just do it. Like otherwise, you're only going to live with regret.
2: Yeah, it's like with just um like true alpha at the beginning for me. Just business thing is um like before COVID, I remember like I was doing. I was so busy. Like even with um, you and Nathan with all these personalized tracksuits. Like everyone wanted the walkout tracksuit sponsors T-shirt and everything was just booming and since this has happened it's just gone absolutely dry and it's like starting from the ground up again like yeah it really is hard but hey we're in the world and we've just got to make do with what we've got haven't we and clearly you have so to me that is uh definitely something to go by
1: everything i'll come back and uh, maybe it's even for the better but nothing's going to stay the same forever
2: well we're going to uh, end it there, mate. We appreciate you uh, joining us on uh, the contender, not the Contenders, though, I've said it wrong, the combat Sports Podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, anything to add, Alex?
0: Yeah, hopefully we can get you back on again, uh, Gary. Um, it's great talking to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah Any
1: time, about... guys.
0: I'm looking forward to that jab cross hook. I'll be picking that up, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, again, guys, on, keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing and, yeah, like you say, you're putting positive messages out you Talking mm. to different people and uh, it's all interesting, isn't it? Because I, I have a podcast myself, but yeah, it's you know, and it's good, to, like talk talk to people and just put other people's stories out there and like messages, and you never know it's going to help. That's the thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So again, uh, thanks for coming on, Gary, and thanks to everyone for listening. Gosh.